Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga, here to share some insights on the political world and on communications. Talking briefly today about our former president, Donald Trump. He is in a world of hurt as far as his legal problems are concerned. He is being investigated on numerous fronts for various alleged crimes. There are two cases that the federal government, the Justice Department, is handling. One relates to the insurrection. Did he incite a mob to try to block the peaceful transfer of power to keep Joe Biden from becoming president of the United States. So that's one question that the Department of Justice is looking into. And Barrett Garland, the Attorney General, has appointed Jack Smith as special counsel to lead that investigation and a second investigation. And that investigation is into classified documents that Trump was holding, had at his house in Florida, which is a country club of sorts. Now, apparently, Trump's lawyers had signed a f affidavit saying that Trump no longer possessed any of these classified documents because they'd been working with him for a length of time to get the documents returned. And this happened with other presidents have retained documents, you know, they've been packed up and they've returned them immediately. Well, not the case with Donald Trump. So the lawyers signed this form and um, they were wrong. They were incorrect. There were additional documents. And so now DOJ is investigating that case and whether or not there was a violation of lying to the federal government and keeping secret documents that you're not entitled to have and that kind of thing. So those two cases are ongoing. In fact, the grand jury is hearing um, testimony right now in the documents case, and that's being reported in various newspapers that they're trying to get the uh, attorney for Trump that signed and said he didn't have documents. They're trying to get him to testify that apparently in law, if your client lies to you or tries to defraud you, your attorney, the attorney, that that wipes out the attorney-client privilege. Because, you know, when you talk to your attorney, it's all privileged. You can't. It's like talking to your priest. There are those cases. The other case that seems to be really closing in on the former president is the case in New York. The paying hush money to a porn star right before the election. And um, so I've reported on that. And the 
other case is the case out of Georgia, where Trump made that phone call to try to get more votes. He's being investigated there. And that's that's a really big case. I have all information on all these cases on my website. But what I wanted to talk about was communications and Trump's way of communicating. All of this that's going on with him right now, it's crisis communications. And actually, he his life is crisis communications. And the man, say what you will about whether you love him, hate him, uh, think he's the worst thing that ever happened to this country. And I know there's a percentage, millions of voters who think he's great. I'm not here to really debate that, except to say, I think he's one of the worst presidents in the history of our country. And I think he's done nothing but harm this country. I wanted to talk about the way he communicates. And it's, he's a horrible, horrible speaker. And he's a horrible writer. I don't think he ever puts together a normal sentence. What he did last weekend, he sent out, uh, he posted on his social media site. And he said, protest, protest, protest. You know, they're coming to get me. And you're next. They're really coming to get you. And I, I'm not going to repeat all the rhetoric. I, I just want to say that the way he handles crisis communication is to deflect and to blame, accuse people of doing exactly what he's doing <laughs> and to change the subject and make it about something bigger and not ever address what he's done or anything he's done wrong. And you know, this is, it has worked for him, all right? It has, because he has been in so much trouble throughout the years, legal trouble, and he always wriggles out of it. Now, a lot of him wriggling out of his trouble is because he surrounded himself with people who take the fall for him and because he pushes off the blame onto other people. Right now, his uh, former um, chief financial officer is serving time in prison. His attorney, Michael Cohen, served time in prison and on and on. There's like a, a t I mean, somebody did a story, a video on all the people that have worked for Trump that ha are serving time. So that's one method, but this communications thing, him saying, I'm going to be arrested on Tuesday, you know, shouting at all caps and send, sending out the alarm to his supporters, you know, protest really exactly what he did on January 6th when he called out the mob. He's calling out the mob again. And as a, just an average American, I am frightened when he does that because I don't want people to die. We need to talk about this. And we need to say, everybody calm down. Please step away, look away from him. It's not good. It's not good to call for violence. He, he didn't call for violence, but he didn't say, 
protest peacefully. Please walk peacefully with me or you know, stand up for me, but peacefully. No, that, that was not said at all. And it's a subtext of his communications. The people who stormed the Capitol knew what he meant, and they did it. And, you know, right now, thousands of them are serving time in jail. And more are going to trial or are awaiting trial in, in jail. So, yeah, it's not a workable solution if we're talking about crisis communications. It's not a workable solution to just beat people you know, with flagpoles and clubs, like what happened on January 6th. So, you know, I was reading a report in the um, New York Times about him and um, how, wow, look at him. He left the presidency and he was a broken man. And um, he's come back. Now he is the front runner for the Republican Party nomination for president in 2024. He is the front runner now. He has a base of supporters that like him and will vote for him. The so-called Republican base, the MAGA base. And he won't because of the strength of moderates and the strength of smart Republicans and others, he will not be able to win the general election, but he's able to turn the Republican Party upside down, and he's doing it, and he's doing a really good job of doing it. After he posted over the weekend, one by one, every Republican lawmaker went public in support of him. Everyone including the man who wants to beat him in a primary, Governor DeSantis. Now, I think Governor DeSantis is more dangerous and more harmful to this country than Trump, and that's saying a lot. The man is crazy. I mean, the only thing that's going to keep us from him is that he has no, zero personality, and I think that's going to be his downfall. Not the fact that he's banning books in Florida, not the fact that he's waging war on trans people and children. No, that's not why. He doesn't have, he has a personality of a grape. And I don't think there's any there there. There's like nothing behind those eyes. It's scary. I'm scared. I, I'm scared. I'm safe, but I'm scared for us and our country and the future and my children and my grandchildren. Because I love this country. I love this country. So Trump called out the mob over the weekend, and he got the support of every Republican. And they want to investigate these DAs. And the truth of the matter is the Congress has no authority to investigate a district attorney in New York who was elected fairly and duly in the state of New York. That, there's, there's nothing they can do. Same thing with 
the district attorney in Atlanta, Georgia, but they are doing things to try to thwart them, these crazies. And it's important that we know about it, that we talk about it, and that we don't follow this man. The other thing that he did when he made that statement, his communications, his crisis communications plan, which isn't a plan, you know, he, just, he does it off the top of his head. He's, he's, he's ad-libbing as he goes along, and it's like it has worked for him all his life. So he was politically dead after he lost the election and left the White House. And look, he's back. He worked his way back, and he's still here. And I don't know, when he lost, I was like in some dream world. I guess I thought that we were never going to have to hear him or deal with him again. And he's controlling the narrative. He controlled the news cycle. He controlled everything with that post all weekend long. When he says jump, the media says how high. And they just go for it. And it's wrong. I, I posted stories about it because there was a lot of misinformation about how he was going to be handcuffed and paraded down with a perp walk, you know, where they walk the alleged perpetrator in front of the cameras. He's the former president of the United States. He's going to be treated very well behind closed doors. No one's going to sit on his, throw him to the ground and sit on his back and cut off his hair. Mm -mm. It's not going to happen. And it's going to take a while before he ever makes it into a courtroom if he is indicted. And, you know, he'll be indicted. He'll be in a courtroom to be arraigned before a judge, but that's it. Then he'll be let go. There are different rules for rich, rich people. And he's not only rich, he's rich and he's powerful. Crisis communications. Trump always works the short term. And the short term is do whatever you can to get out of it. Lie, cheat, steal. That's short-term crisis communications. Long-term crisis communications is to throw yourself on the mercy of the court, apologize, say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I'll take my whipping. That's my advice when I was working crisis communications. Apologize, say you're sorry. Communicate, over-communicate, be available, talk to people. Don't summon the mob when you're wrong. I mean, he's acting pathetic. Oh, poor me. And it works. He's got people jumping to his defense. And I fear for our country. So today is Wednesday, March 22nd. I'm Gloria Moraga. Right now, we are waiting to see what happens with the New York Stormy Daniels payoff case. Now, the grand jury was supposed to meet today, and they canceled that meeting, and the district attorney told grand jurors to stand by. They might go in session tomorrow. And we're still waiting for the federal government to bring charges or to finish some sort of investigation into those two cases. And we're also waiting for the district attorney in Georgia to bring charges against him. And it's stressful because I don't want to see people hurt. I don't want to see people die. I don't want to see, you know, gunmen going in and trying to shoot up FBI offices or whatever. 
security is really high and really tight right now in New York because of Trump. And it just amazes me, continues to amaze me, how much damage this man can do. And he communicates and people listen. And I try not to listen. I try not to watch Fox News or listen to Fox News. I read as much as I can, but man, I do, do not want to hear those people. They're crazy. But we have to listen because we need to know what's going on. I am posting another podcast fairly soon. I'm going to try to get it going right now. I wrote it on Monday, a week ago. It's on guns in America. And it relates to President Biden signing a background check executive order. So that's coming. I wanted to do a post on communications, Donald Trump and communications. Donald Trump, horrible speaker, horrible communicator, but he connects with the audience in ways that only a few politicians can do. Bill Clinton could do it. Um, Ronald Reagan did it. Barack Obama is a master at it and still is. Unfortunately, he has nothing but bad things to say about our country and what our country is right now. So, crisis communications. There's a good way to do it. There's a bad way to do it. Donald Trump does it the bad way. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. I vote. It's important. We all vote. More important than ever for our country. Thank you for listening. Be safe.